Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. This is the 257th episode of said podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam Beebe. And with me, as always, is one of your other hosts, the only really other host, my co-host. Pause for dramatic effect. The Smiling Sensei, Mr. Barry Johnston. Hello, good friend. Hello, Professor. How are you, sir? How are things am, in your in your world? I am I am well. Thank you very much. Good. And you, sir? Doing good, man. Had a uh, great time uh, last night. Uh, was took the the wife and uh, my oldest son. We went to go see Bert Kreischer, fully loaded. The, wow. The. the uh, the comedy experience and it was fun, man. We had a really good time in Oklahoma City. They, uh, man, it was a big, it was a big bill. It was like eight comedians. Oh wow, really? And, yeah, it was great, man. It was so much fun. You don't realize, like, it's been a while since I've been to a comedy show. Just how much of a release it is, man. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and it's a the, the Paycom Center here is it's big. You know, it seats like what, like twelve thousand people or something like that. Pretty pretty well sold out, and uh, it was just great, man. We had such a good time, and and I I, I just I uh, we need more of that. We need more laughter in yeah. in our lives, and it was a great it was a great show, and got to go down there and have a little bit of. We had a little dinner before we went to the show, and then um, but man, I'm getting so old. It was like we were done at eleven, and I was so tired. <laughs> I think we got home like by the time we got to our car and everything, we got home at around one thirty, and so I was like, "Oh man!" But it was fun. We had a really good time. That's good, man. That's good. I, you know, I, gosh, I'm trying to think of last time I went to a uh, a stand-up show, um, and uh, I don't think it, I think I would, you know, for sure I can remember um, going to see Mike Warnke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Way back in the day. Nice. This is a whole other kind of a stand-up joke, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I can't really think of. I don't know if I've been to a whole lot of live comedy sets. They're so fun, and, and even if it's just a local show, man, like it's just fun. Like Nikki and I got into this thing. My wife and I got into this thing where we would go from time to time. And there's a little spot in Oklahoma City, a little, oh, you know, maybe a 200-seater little spot that is a lot of fun. Just just to go have, you know, just to unwind and just have some laughs. It's just, it's a great, it's a great yeah. time. And, and if you've never done that, I, you know, I really highly suggest it because you don't realize, if you're there to participate and laugh, and you're there with other people that are there to participate and laugh, it's just... 
it's fun. It's a lot of yeah. fun, man. It really is. So, uh, yeah. So that was great, man. So we were, uh, we, we, we had a good time and we're leaving. We, this has been a really busy summer, man. Like I, I thought that this summer would be a little less chaotic, but it turns out it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, but we get to go to, um, most of it's been, been work, but we're, we're going to go to, uh, Las Vegas here in a couple of days. I'm looking forward to that. So oh, nice. going to try to check out, um, if I can, uh, I think Dana Carvey's doing a standup, uh, show there. So I'm going to try to make it to that. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll do something else. I don't know. Are you going to go, uh, oh, not, no, I know you're not going to go to any brothels, um, but are you going to go to uh, the Zach Baggins? Fun, uh, funny enough, that's been talked about. So my wife's already gone, but I told her, I said, I would go. I said, I'll go with you if you want to go again. And then also, they have the Punk Rock Museum that just opened up. Fat, yeah, Fat Mike from No Effects opened up a Punk Rock Museum, ooh. which apparently, at any given point in time, you know, you you could be getting a, a guided tour by who knows who you know what i mean he'll, yeah. ha- he'll have guests uh you know punkers that'll come and, and give the tour to people so I'm, I'm gonna check it out you know and see you know yeah, see what that's all about and he's such a wild guy um i'm sure he done it he's done a great job with it you know dude that's exciting that's really really cool that makes me i've had no grand desire to ever go to vegas i'm not a gambler and you know and i don't and i'm not a drinker and um you know so i'm I'm not a big fan of hot um so you know the desert really doesn't have a whole lot of charm yeah yeah yeah. Um, but i've got some friends that live in vegas you know and i you know i wanted to go uh when they had they had a star trek themed uh Resort oh. hotel there at one point, but I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, um, and I was I really wanted to go check that out because I mean that's just fun for nerdy Star sure. Trek fans and stuff, and you know like the elevators they all open with a whoosh sound of, yeah. of the TV yeah. series and all that. That's stuff. awesome, man. Well, they did uh, they they finished the sphere also. They finished the uh, it's this new uh, it's a. It's a venue, I think. They're going to have bands there. And this thing is impressive, man. If you get a chance, you can check it out online. I think it's called The Sphere. But the entire thing, it's basically it's a it's a 360-degree ball that it, it it's the highest resolution screen. Oh wow. And then the entire thing is a speaker. And you and you sit in this thing, and they have you can have shows. So you too is involved in it, and they 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 want to bring. I guess they're wanting to bring back that Zoo TV right um, tour and do it there. Yeah, which would be hope, really interesting. I just hope that they, you know, they don't have the uh, the lemon problem that they had. Yeah, uh, you remember yeah. they were stuck in the lemon pot. They had there that that was such an over the top. Yeah. Tour and the, like yeah. the technology just wasn't able to do everything that they really wanted to do, so there was a lot of failure. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, well, that's but anyway, really cool, man. That's yeah, 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 man, for sure. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to take some pictures and like keep you oh, updated on do. that. Yeah, man. definitely, man, definitely. Well, 
Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of a busy summer for me too, but uh, not you know, not as fun, um, not as exciting, and all the traveling as you. But I've got a little traveling coming up um, where I'm going to go and hang out with uh, uh, family in North Carolina for a few days. Nice, then, nice. Um, yeah, and then you know, uh, you know, it's just keeping busy with all the different things. Um, so yeah, that's. But you know, hey. Weirdsville, don't you worry. Just because we may be gone for a couple of days doesn't mean that you're going to be missing out. Uh, you know, we don't rest on our laurels here in We're at the What's Your Weird Story podcast. We always will have uh, plenty of stuff for you to uh, sink into your ear holes. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you entertained and maybe distracted for you know just your oh, a short time every week uh, and uh, today is no exception today is exceptional it's a really cool uh, near-death experience story with our guest Christine and the some of the things that resonated in her life afterwards from this experience so uh join us as we are joined by Christine and Christine thank you for joining us all the way from the great dairy state of Wisconsin is that how you say it how do you say it Wisconsin 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 yeah 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 <laughs> I, you know what look you lived there for a while and uh, I visited a, a handful of times and I loved it man. oh it's great oh and it's, the people are all nice and everything my second home absolutely yeah, yeah, one of the best Indian places I've ever eaten at. Yes. The one that took me to there. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, stuff. Joining us for a whole other kind of experience in Wisconsin is Christine. Christine, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Well, thanks for having me. Um, I have so many weird stories, but I think the weirdest starts when I'm a senior in high school. Okay. I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. And at this time, like, you know, it, it happens to be April Fool's Day of all days oh. when I'm getting oh, wow. teeth out, right? <laughs> and, and and at this point, I'm bound and determined to be like a famous business person. I wanted to work for Nike Air and write advertisements and become famous and help Michael Jordan, you know, with his Jordan Air shoes nice, and all that. That's nice. like what my whole life is like. So I go into this with this surgery. At the time, I had really severe like hay fever, allergies, and for whatever right. reason, the oral surgeon decided that I wasn't breathing well. So he's like, I'm going to give her like a fourth of the IV and not really put her under just in case we need to tell her to breathe or do something. That was really a dumb idea wow. because I'm feeling all the pain as they're removing bones in my, in my jaw to get to, the, to get to the impacted wisdom teeth. Oh man. And, oh. and, and I, I'm feeling the pain and I'm screaming out and they had like, I remember they had like a covering over my face. So I couldn't see them. My hands were clapped down somehow. Like, I think they had me restrained. Like, I don't uh. know. And I, so I couldn't move and I'm feeling all the pain and I'm screaming out, but I guess people scream even when they're under. So like, that's like, they don't know that I'm actually feeling this. Yeah. And at that point it was so unbearable and the drill sounded horrible. Oh, and I remember God. like, and I was a Christian and I'm like, God, if, if you really exist, take me away now. Like I can't handle this pain. Get uh, me out of here. Uh, all of a sudden I'm floating above my body 
and I see myself like there and I see them working on me. I see them about to give me CPR and I'm coughing and choking on blood at the time. Cause remember I couldn't breathe through my nose wow. I, because I was so soft, like, you know, I was so stuffed up. So I'm breathing through my mouth, but I'm choking on blood at the time. Meanwhile, I see my mom in the waiting room and I literally see and hear her ask the receptionist. I hear my daughter screaming They're like, Oh yeah, that happens all the time. I meanwhile see like, my best friend fighting with her boyfriend somewhere, like, I don't know where she was, but in her house or whatever. And I see all these important people, like, were alive. Like, I could see wherever I wanted to see. Wow. And then I go through this tunnel very quickly. And it's like I see my whole life, past, present, and future. And in the future, I see all these important people um, not knowing who they are, but I knew they were important to me, like, like, like kind of like landmarks of, like, people I'm going to meet. And then at the end, like, it felt like it was like a second, though. Like, it was like a whiz, but, like, I can remember these people. And at the end, I see, like, the silhouette, and I'm going to call it, like, Jesus, but someone else might call it something else. But it was like, mm. you're talking, but not, like, talking out loud. It's, like, kind of, like, spiritual in your mind kind yeah. of talking. Mm -hmm. And at that time, it's like, go back. It's not your time. And I see a white silhouette, and all of a sudden I'm seeing, as I got through this, like, tunnel, I see all this light, and it's bright, and you feel love, and it's warmth, and it feels good, and I'm in no pain. And it's like, but it's like my soul. It's like I didn't have a body, but it's like it was me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the silhouette figure, and it was didn't really have a face. It was like just like, kind of like a silhouette feeling. Like I don't want to explain it. And I write about it in my book. But, um... I see it, and he says, go back, it's not your time. I said, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go back. And he said, no, you have a lot more to do yet. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm a senior in high school. I think I'm going to own the world in the business world like my parents did. And I said, no, you, listen to your heart. Your heart will always tell you. It's how I communicate to you. The Holy Spirit communicates to you that way. And I was like, Okay. And I didn't want to go back. He's like, no, you go back. You have one more tooth left. You're going to be okay. I'm not going to let you feel any pain. I'm like, all right. So I went back. <laughs> and um, at that point, I heard this. I could. I, I heard the surgeon saying, hurry, hurry. We got to do CPR. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I coughed up blood. Whoa. And I coughed up all this blood. And <laughs> and I and they had one more tooth. Like, oh, there, you're back. They said. And I'm like, yep. Wow. <laughs> And I guess they didn't say much about this at that point to me or to my mom. And they had one more tooth left, and that was the only one that didn't get impacted, didn't get infected. The other three did. I was, like, green and puffed up for several weeks. It was, oh, like, a God. bad, bad surgery. Well, then after that, I was like, what just happened? Was this, like, a dream? Was this, like, some chemical reaction? Did this really happen? If I tell anyone it was April Fool's Day, they'll think I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just – so I started just, like – like talking to people like later I said mom are you out in the you know office waiting room asking if I was okay and like worried about me screaming because well yeah I'm like okay and then I went to my best friend who was fighting with her boyfriend were you fighting with your boyfriend and was this happening yeah and like just the things I saw wow. were all like true wow well then I later the nurse had called my mom three days in a row checking up on me my mom thought that was a little strange but she finally told my mom well she kind of stopped breathing for like I don't know, 40, 50 seconds. And we were really kind of worried. She was kind of choking. Oh and then God. so at that point, <laughs> my mom brought this up to me. He's like, did anything happen? And I told her the story and she's like, huh. 
And while I was in the tunnel, I saw my, my a grandma and grandpa that, like, I had met the grandma, but she had died when I was eight. And the grandpa, I, he had died when I was one, so I didn't really know him. But I, when I saw them, like, they telepathically told me, tell your dad to look at the picture. And I'm like, what picture? I didn't know. So then I said this to my mom. I'm like, you're supposed to, dad's supposed to look at some picture. Well, they died when he was, like, 29 years old and just starting off his business and stuff. And um, so he goes and opens up his dresser drawer and looks at a picture and starts crying for the first time. It was, like, their last picture together before they died. And, like, his crying, he had been holding all that in. It helped him kind of heal and accept their death. Wow. And I didn't know that there was a So here, what else I saw in the tunnel was my husband. I didn't know he was going to be my husband. But when I saw him later on in, in life through the through the at the zoo across the crowded room in the monkey section to a band <laughs> called the Love Monkeys because in the in Wisconsin we have bands called the Love Monkeys. Yeah, um, yeah, the Love they, Monkeys. I saw him and my friends like that guy's checking you out. I'm like no way because I was not intending to meet anyone that night. Like I was anti men at this time. I was anti anybody. I was just like I was done with dating. Been there. But I yeah. saw this guy and I'm like. Oh my gosh, I've seen him before. Where have I seen him? I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw him in the tunnel. He's the one. Like I said to my friend, he's the one. She's like, well, I wouldn't go that far. He's checking you out. But like, I don't know if you can see he's the one. Like, no, 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 he is. Well, we got married two years later. Wow. So it did turn out. And then, and then just like that, listen to your heart. At that, that time in 1991, Roxette had a song called Listen to Your Heart. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that song. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But to this day, ever since that moment, that song comes on anytime I need spiritual direction. It literally just came uh, on two days ago because I was going through something really hard. Wow. And and it came on at a time where I was doubting. I ended up becoming a high school English teacher. My heart said to gra- it gravitated toward teaching high school English and getting a master's in writing and writing this book called God's Whispers, Your Anchor Through wow. Life Storms. And my heart always wanted to be a teacher, even though I love entrepreneurship and business and all that. But but that that song still to this day, it's just so crazy how it will come on. And it's not a popular song on the radio anymore. Yeah. But it, it came on at times of doubt with teaching, with health crises. When my dad had a, quad, a heart attack and needed a quadruple bypass, the song came on. It was like a, like a little voice saying it's going to be okay. Wow. Well, I just got melanoma surgery last week. And basal cell cancer, and it, it it just totally rattled me. And so I'm going back to the. I went back to the dermatologist a couple of days ago and said, "What about this spot? What about that spot?" Now I'm paranoid about yeah, all the right. spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and all of a sudden, while I'm waiting for it to come in and double check a spot, the song came on again. I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be okay." Like it, wow. it's always comes on, you know. And I went through a period of ten years and thirty miscarriages over ten years. That's my oh, kids are adopted. My. And that's all in the book, too, the stories that are really weird with that. But there would be, like, signs, like, and that song would come on, and that whole listen to your heart thing is, like, God's way of kind of talking to me. And I and I think he wants all of us, like, to to, to do what we're supposed to do in life, to listen to our hearts and, and kind of tune into that spiritual connection. So that's, that's, like, my main story that starts my book off, and then it goes from there and has lots of other weird stories too. <laughs> okay, okay. There's a lot. There's a lot there to digest. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> man, what a so so so. No, Michael Jordan was in the tunnel. No. Well, one of my best friends that I met in college, who I thought I was going to marry, was in the tunnel. And when I met him in college the first day at UW Madison. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be important to me. It's like a feeling you get when you meet someone like I've known them mm-hmm. before. 
Um, when I left that tunnel, I can't tell you who I saw, but when I meet them in real life, I'm like, oh, like I know that they're important to me in either a really good way or yeah. a not good way. Like they're gonna teach me something. Yeah. And when my best friend died on a motorcycle accident, the one that I did see in the tunnel, and he died six years after, you know, at age 23, so I met him at age oh, 18. Man. He died in a motorcycle accident. I dreamt the whole thing. And yeah. like, like the whole, that was also weird. Like I saw the accident happen in a daydream and then was able to tell later on after the fact how he died. Like it was, he was dodging an animal and he veered off this way. And, and it turned out my story was exactly right based on what the police thought. How, how long before he passed away did you have that? Uh, the dream? Yeah. The same day. Oh, I literally goodness. called him up on the phone and said, wear your helmet. I had this horrible dream. You're going to get in an accident. That message was on the phone when his parents found his messages after he died. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Damn, man. That's I tough. Know. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. so uh, is it safe to say that that tooth situation sparked this, woke you up in that way, where you became sensitive in that way? I think I always was before the near-death, like, wisdom teeth thing, but that really made me confirm that, yes, there's something more than just this life. There's mm -hmm. something more out there, for sure. Yeah. And that we all have a purpose. It yeah. really taught me, like, we, there's something we're all supposed to do here on, on this earth, no matter what it is. We need to find it. And I think, like, the universe kind of conspires to help us figure that out. We meet people for reasons. It's not a coincidence. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I'm a big fan of that. That, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, go with your gut instinct. Totally. You know? Y'all have it. And with relationships, too, you know. Like, I think that's the thing. When you get a little bit older, you got less time to make friendships. And then that time that you devote, you better make up your – you better figure out who the person is relatively quickly. I think you get pretty yeah. good at that as you get older. Or better at it. Anyway. We get tuned into that. Right. We yeah. have more experience to, to judge better. Yeah, man. Wow. That is wild. Have you – so <laughs> does that like – how – I know you've written a book about it, but before you wrote yeah. the book – how many people knew about this in your life? Did you tell uh, everyone or? No, I didn't tell everybody, but close friends, family. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it's different. It's kind of out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's one of those things that, you know. And how can I prove so, it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, look, certain friends of mine, if they had told me they had an experience like that, I'd be like, oh, Okay. I believe it. You know, I believe it. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Other right. friends tell me, I'm like, I'm like, mm, no, you just had a really good time with that gas. I've been <laughs> on that. I've been yeah. on that cloud too. Yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. that gas is like. You know? <laughs> but uh, you know, no. <laughs> but yeah. with it, just. I think the longer people know me, they start seeing that these stories just keep happening, and then they mm -hmm. see like, wow, you've got a pretty good track record of like this intuition being right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's uh. So is that so, so? So let's let's kind of jump forward a little bit. Like, is that something you continue to cultivate? Is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. All the time. Yeah. 
have you been able to apply it to like say uh, the stock market or uh, or gambling? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, who's going to win the Super yes. Bowl? You I know, let my husband be in charge of the big picture uh, financial situation. Yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. think that's real good juju to be in that line of work either. You know what I mean? It seems like those people are filled with charlatans in that. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. So Adam and I grew up in very spiritual households, and we grew up going to church, and so we know that's deeply in 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 inbred into my ingrained. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Sorry. inbred. Yeah, ingrained. In- ingrained. Sorry, I. I yeah, we we're can't. From the country. We're yeah, from we, Oklahoma. Yeah, we're we not shouldn't. Inbred. We shouldn't lean into that. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> ingrained. Yeah, but it's very. Mu- it's a part of who we are, you know, and it's like. So spirituality has changed for me over time, and I can connect with your story because I had something very not not like yours because I it wasn't a near near death for me, but I witnessed my grandmother going over. She come to say goodbye to me on her way out, and it was profound. And um, I so I you know, and I was totally sober, totally just working. I was actually at work and uh, had you know. So there's nothing to explain it other than it happened because my mother told me that. When I got home the next day, I called my mom and I told her about what time. She said that's about when she passed. And I was like, no shit, dude. Wow. Yeah. The same thing happened to me. I I remember we were really close to my grandpa. And I told my mom, like, in my dream the night before, I'm like, he's going to pass today. I don't know what time, but he's going to pass today. And and he lived two hours away. So Mm. I said, Mom, drive down to Illinois and go see him because I think you should be there when he passes. And, and she was going to go anyway, but she was going to go, like, later in the day. I'm like, no, no, they'll be too late. You have to go right away in the morning. And she did, and he passed right an hour after she got there. And so just Damn. that, you know. And, and then he came to me in my dream that night. I'm, like, the writer of the family, I guess. And he told me what to write for his eulogy. And he told me every Bible verse. He told me stories that I wouldn't have known. And so when I delivered his eulogy, all my aunts and uncles and cousins were like, how did you know that story? It was like he was talking through you. I'm like, very much was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've, I've, the only thing that I've had similar, I would say, was, you know, I don't think it was necessarily, um, I don't, I think maybe I was just aware what, you know, but like, uh, on the day that my dad passed away, he had, he had, he was, uh, had cancer and he was fighting the, and he had chemo and he got sick and, 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 uh, basically the chemo just, you know, he just couldn't yeah. fight anymore. Um, but the day that he passed away, I remember going, it was school day. And I went, to, um, I found, I had a pair of prescription sunglasses and they were in the bathroom. And, cause, and I would always lose these, the case that they were in and everything. But I found them in there and I put them on as I was getting ready for school. And I, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll wear these at my dad's funeral. Cause I knew, you know, I, I, I had been ex- seeing it happen. I knew that it was not going to. There wasn't really going to be a, much of a comeback from where he had. I mean, he withered away, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so I said that to myself, and I was like, "Kind of, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of an unusual thing." But uh, you know, random thought. But that's what it was. And then with school, went normal day. Um, I after. After after class, I, I drove to uh, Oklahoma City to buy a, 
uh, Counting Crows CD. Uh, August, August and everything, and everything after. Oh, yep, what a great, one. what a great record, man. Yep. So yeah. I bought that and uh, was, came back, <clears throat> came back home, and um, was uh, and well, actually, I stopped by the hospital, you know, on the way out before and told my dad what I was doing. He was he was asleep, but I kind of just told him what I was doing. And then when I came back, I stopped back at the hospital and. Uh, Barry's parents were there, and our some of our other friends. My brother was there, and family was there, and he, you know, he he had he had passed away. Eddie Leopold Barry was the first one to okay. that was outside who came up and grabbed me. Okay, um, and like uh, God bless it, Eddie. He, Eddie, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah. What a great man. Yeah. What a great man. Yeah, another one of our friends' dad. Um, but um, yeah, so he he, you know, I it's like I had this. It's wow. almost like foreknowledge you know it was like this i had this flash of foreknowledge and that's the only time i can really think of anything I like think so. maybe but i yeah. get that I, I feel like time's not linear and sometimes everything that's happening or going to happen we pick up on that before it happens sometimes yeah i don't know how to explain that but do you know what yeah. i mean yep. yeah, yeah, einstein, yeah einstein talks about that a lot in his quantum physics type stuff yes yeah. yes yeah well you know some people would Maybe say it's like deja vu, yeah. Um, and some people would say that maybe it's like deja vu, uh, but you I think know, it's more it, than that. My yeah. my situation was like an out of body experience. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it really was. But, but you know, but I right that was my experience. But you know, every I said that's what's unique to these types of experiences. They come in all shapes, sizes, mm-hmm. types. Mm-hmm. Not not everything's the same, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know it when you get it. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, totally. I, yeah, firm believer in that. Totally. And the signs will come in all different ways. And if you, like, slow down your life to just, like, notice, you'll get them more. Like, you'll see it more. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find another thing that um, I try to practice this is if I notice that something good has happened or if I notice something that's, you know, um, going my way, I just try to be, you know, recognize it and be thankful yeah, for yeah. it, yeah. you know, but say, hey, thank you, universe, or whatever. Absolutely. You know? yeah. No, I, I do the speak, same. And then the more I do that, that the more I get. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, 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 and I get higher levels of it. It's, uh, yep. it's kind of crazy. So <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on religion uh and not spirituality so much but like organized religion you know where are you at on that where do you stand on that i i, I belong to a christian non-denominational church okay and so okay. I, I i believe i go every week and i believe in it good um but i again i would say i'm more spiritual than i am into the rituals of religion right if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah 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 yes yes yeah we, we, we i'm a i grew up catholic but i let that go <laughs> yeah, I, I married a, into a strict Lutheran religion, and then oh. my husband let that go, and we wow. are now we find ourselves to be uh, non-denominational Christian. That's quite a different uh, outlook. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different yeah. angle on it, and that's great. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, those tend to be more focused on a spiritual and personal type relationship. Yeah, yeah I believe and in not so much about dogma. Right? Yeah, yeah not so yeah. dogmatic. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what feels right to me. And for, we for we grew up in the Methodist church, you know, and um, and but we had the compound problem of having it in a small town. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything was was. I think that Adam and I saw the sausage, or at least I did. I saw the sausage being made pretty young, and I didn't like it. You yeah. Know? Um, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't spiritual. I, I my dad had just drilled the idea of you know you know the ability to have a relationship with something bigger than yourself. You know. Oh yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We 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 have some atheists on from time to time and you know hey everybody believes what they believe but like that's the one hole in that i don't like i don't like shutting yourself off to possibilities you know yeah i was really excited the other day someone reviewed my book on amazon and they were an atheist and they Mm -hmm. said that i got them thinking that maybe there's something more out there like maybe maybe all these things that are talking to me like maybe they've dismissed so much sure it's something yeah. more. So that yeah. was pretty neat. Like That's just awesome. Something, you know, a little shift. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's, you know, Barry, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I agree with like Barry on this, that spiritual, I think spirituality is more important uh, than, than religion. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's more important to have your kind of, however you want to recognize your connection to the the cosmos the right. greater whole of everything you know um, and if it's a, if it's a superior being of you know from the bible of god and that archetype or if it's you know just goodness and love or or whatever you know i think it it does benefit us as humans to have that kind of uh, connection to whatever it is that we put it with our higher you know, I higher being higher thing, whatever it is, your concept of God is uh, because it does help you kind of it, it, it gives you where you always have a bit of like, um, you know, you a little bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah. It gives right. you hope and it gives you and, and, you know, and there's something to be said about hope and faith. Right. You know, and not faith necessarily as in believing in something, but faith that, you know, where. Um, you believing in you know partially of that is believing in yourself, right? You know, so and it's, yep. that's there's something about you know having that in yourself and having you know acknowledging that you're smaller than something and you are not the center of the universe, yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. that we're all connected in, we're all a big part of everything. I think that's something that you know a little bit of humility that uh, is cooked in with that, and I think that's something that's a b- beneficial. Uh, soul cookie right yeah. there i think oh, yeah. i think redemption's a nice part of religion also you know the ability to right your wrongs is important in humanity and i think we're losing touch with that unfortunately um, yeah you know i feel sorry for these kids today man my, you know my kids are you know 19 20 24 25 and um they're living in a time where you have to be perfect you're, yeah. you're just supposed to know everything and you're not allowed to mm-hmm. make mistakes because everything is on social media, you know? Oh, it's, I can't I even imagine. I know. Yeah, but they also put the, put the, uh, put all that on social media. That's no, I know. Trend. It's so, you know, it's, you can't even get engaged there. without it being on social media now. I mean, that is a tough criteria to live up to now because everybody's oh, yeah. got to look great. Everything's got to be, you know, it's just a man. It's uh, you gotta get all these likes and all yeah, this. Yeah, it's not how we grew up. I don't up, know, that would have been hard sure. to grow up from that. For you sure. know, it's just a lot of pressure. I feel sorry for those kids, you know. I, 
Oh, yeah, the anxiety levels have skyrocketed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they have. It's I can. Really, yeah. The mental, the mental health of of everybody, but oh. especially in that population. I mean, I teach high school level, and so I see it all the time. This is my twenty eighth year that I just finished, yeah. and it's wow. really changed last ten to twelve years. How yeah. this like this, the mental health of my students. The co the COVID situation really screwed a bunch of kids up. I mean, oh, it, it sure did. It made yeah. made it, it made those things worse, and I'm I can attest to it because my family's had to deal with it. You know, uh, I've 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 a lo- there's a long history of mental health issues in my family, and I've talked about it. You know, on here, so I have no problem talking about it. Um, and but COVID really did, man. It really these kids stayed home, and they when you take kids uh, that maybe have social issues anyway. And you right. stick them at home by themselves for two years, three years, their ability to connect with each other, uh, they, don't know how. they don't. And I'm, mm-hmm. you're not the only teacher yeah, I've it was, heard. It was, al- it was already strained for, the, for their abilities to connect to people on a person-to-person basis. Yep. Yeah. It was already strained. Yep. They'll be at they rest with up. each other, texting each other. I'm like, yeah. what's going yeah. on here? When they're right next to each other. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. They you talk know. to each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, use your mouth, use your words, you know, yeah. verbal, verbally, but yeah, because they grew up with with that, yep. they're yeah. definitely, they don't have that same kind of, uh, they don't have that same kind of interpersonal connectivity Yeah, that you know that you had to before that you had to have before right. where you had to talk to people you had to introduce yourself you had to do this stuff like that um and meet people yeah. and you know it, 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 if you chose not to you chose not to you know that kind of a thing but like you know all i'm all, all i'm saying is that i'm uh, i'm glad that uh uh, we didn't really have texting too much. Oh my, my God! Back sure. in my Do you days. know how much <laughs> I would be in trouble, man? If oh I had, gosh, I don't want my kids to see what oh, my college years documented. Hell no! <laughs> hell no! Then I might look like a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's so funny. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. So what else can we talk about in your book that maybe doesn't, you know, give the whole thing away, but like kind of where are we going? Um, Well, I don't know 
if you've ever read a book called Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albom. Oh, yeah. Didn't read it, but heard a lot about it okay. in interviews. He kind of divides his book up into different sections of life, and I kind of did the same. So I, I talk about, you know, like I start the book off with like a near-death experience, which I explained. And then it goes into like a love and loss section, um, kind of sharing, showing how like the people that we meet are, we're meant to meet. And then I go into a section, so I talk about losing my best friend on the motorcycle and my grandma, but then I go into the infertility chapters where I kept getting pregnant and kept miscarrying, but the same soul that um, I was miscarrying was the one that I have now as an adopted child. Oh, I know wow. it's the same one. I kept getting pregnant with his soul, Whoa. with him. Okay. And so he would talk to me in my dreams and tell me things. Uh, this gets a little crazy, but he would literally walk me through and say, well, this is what is wrong with you. You need to go get this fixed. And I would go get a lab test. And lo and behold, that's what I had. Found out that I had something called cardiolipin antibodies that attacked the embryo every time I was pregnant. Well, whether that was Beckett or the Holy Spirit or whatever in my dream told me that, something told me that. I didn't know those words, cardiolipin antibody. And so then I was able to go and... Um, like learn about that and then we tried to combat that issue but it didn't work um but then later what was interesting in the infertility journey i found out i had something called factor five light and it's a blood clotting disorder a lot of people who have heart attacks it's because I've, they're oh my gosh i so take have I, you heard of that i just just heard a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a guy who went in for a, a normal procedure and ended up, yeah. he had that, what you're talking about? Factor five light, and it's a very popular reason for a blood clot or a um, heart attack. Yeah, almost so, almost died. Almost, so get, so almost get this, died, I yeah. found out I had that, so they're like, oh, just wow. take Lovenot shots and baby aspirin to thin your blood, and you'll be able to oh, carry shit. a pregnancy. You know, so everyone said I was it was going to work out now, but guess what? God told me in my dream, said, sorry, that information's not for you. You need to know that you have this. But you need to hold on to it, get your parents tested, get your brother tested, genetically figure out who else has this gene, because you got it from one of them, either your mom or your dad, and make sure you remember this. But it's not going to help you get pregnant. So I hear all these doctors and family nurses of ours are like, it's going to work. Well, no, it didn't work. And later on, literally, let me think how many years later, 10 years later, my dad's having a quadruple, my dad's having a severe heart attack. He has needs a quadruple bypass we're in the emergency room i don't know if he's going to live or die and all the doctors are saying um they're asking a million questions and they said have you ever had a blood clot do you have factor five light and my dad's like no no mike and i heard god literally say to me tell him about your factor five light and you got it from him so i said i screamed it out I'm like he has factor five light and the whole room stopped they said oh my god if you we have to test this to be sure but we cannot do surgery on him and save his life right now because we need to thin his blood enough um so that he can survive the surgery or else he's going to die in surgery so that information that i got 10 years prior saved his life oh, 10 wow. years later that information was for him had i not said it had i not known it he he would be he would be gone and he's now been five years post heart attack and doing fine wow but it's just like those kinds of things. So the book really talks, shows you like coincidences and information. And like, it, it just like tracks because the way what, what was told to me in 2001, I was dating my husband at the time and we were at this big church called Willow Creek outside of Chicago in Barrington, Illinois. It was like one of the fifth largest in the nation, non-denominational Christian churches. And the pastor was giving a talk about how God talks. And 
all of a sudden, literally in the middle of the sermon, I hear in my mind, not audibly, but just kind of like telepathically said, Christine, listen to this carefully, learn all the ways I talk to people, like through music, through songs that just come on, like listen to your heart, right? Or through books or through nature or through that random person who calls you at just the right time. And said, listen to this and document all the ways I'm going to talk to you. And when I say go, you go write this book. And I was like, okay. Well, meanwhile, my husband, who remember we were just dating at the time, he hears a voice in his head from God at that moment saying, you're going to marry this woman. You're going to make sure she writes this book. It's going to help thousands of people. And you make sure she does it. You don't let her give up on it. So that kind of started in 2001. So I'd have like 10 to 15 different journals of all these ways he's talking. And so the book kind of goes through all that, all those different chapters. So like after I go through the infertility, then there's some, I have chapters on health and job dissatisfaction and wanting to quit things and how God gave me signs and started talking to me through movie songs, even Frozen. It was crazy. But uh, then I go through forgiveness and grace at the end. And so it ends on like, how to forgive. And it talks a lot about like unanswered prayers and how things are meant to be and how we all have purpose in life and kind of how like sometimes God's not always going to talk to you either. Like it's going to be silent sometimes and how you have to have faith and persistence to get through that. And it's not easy. And none of this, I never want this to sound like a cliche, you know what I mean? Like, but, right. but it's a pretty raw book. Like people who read it were like, whoa. <laughs> That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Wow. What a story. Yeah, it sounds it to me like that you receiving the messages, you acknowledging those things, and it does like you know there are certain things that you can read in a book or you know just a sentence in a book or a lyric in a song or in from a movie or something you yeah. know from life something even somebody just says in passing that just hits you differently. Yeah, and hits you more. Oh yeah, and you know. I guess, you know, if you're tuned in to uh, recognizing, you know, these impactful things, then, you know, maybe, you know, that's some a message. Maybe yeah. that's like, you know, a message from, you know, from God or, or somewhere, you know, and I never really thought about that. But I mean, because yeah. I because I get, like I'll read something or something. Someone hit me and I'm like, yeah, oh, that's and, that's, it, and that's another way the spirit can talk to you, I believe. Right. Um. My whole point in this book was like, this was the book I needed when I went through a, a lot of those challenging times. I was looking for something like this. And so I thought about all those people who like are waiting to hear God talk and they're going through a hard time, whether it be health or a job loss or a loss of a spouse or whatever. Um, but this is what I needed when I went through things. And I, I really wrote it to like, yeah, it has my stories, but I wanted it to be universal where people could be like, oh, I see God working in my life that way or whatever they want to call it. Sure. And, um, and that's what I want people to walk away with, like that they can have a relationship to something bigger than themselves and, and feel like they're helped. That's, that's awesome. That's great. I, we have, we've had people on the podcast that, um, you know, they, they do things out of, you know, the goodness of humanity, you know, try to help others, try to make sense of life and their experiences. You never know where you're going to hit somebody. You know, you never know what story might just like grab mm -hmm. somebody because your experiences are similar or, um, and I think the connection with music there is, is godly. You know, I've, I've, I have a, 
I have a real, I think music for me and not, not, not for everybody, but for me is the perfect art form because you're given enough information to use your imagination, you right. know, and, and it can be an out of body experience and, um, for sure. songs talk to you, you know, Oh they, yeah. they talk to me, you know, me too. Very soulful, you know, help, help you figure your life out and, um, you know, it's great. It's wonderful. Look, like, like I'm sure painting is or drawing is for Adam. Adam's an amazing artist. And, oh, cool. and, and I know that over time, like you, I know that he's developed like, you know, this, that ability to tap in, you know, and just, you know, and do the thing. And that, you know, if you have something like writing or whatever it is that you can do to, to explore your creative side, it's so beneficial to the, to the human condition. You know, I agree completely. Yeah, especially when you get into that flow state, when you oh, get into that where yes. you are just like it is coming out. It is yeah. coming. You don't know where it's coming from, but man, it's yes. coming, and you're just working, and you know it's just everything is good, and the 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 world outside is yeah. pretty much At, non-existent. Adam. Do you ever have a moment where you do some art and then you're like, did I just do that? Like, cause it was like, it felt like it came from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what happens when I write something like yeah. this whole book. Like I, that's I would great. be woken up at three in the morning and be told through a dream or just like wake up and all of a sudden the answer would be in my head and I wow. have to go write it down. And you know, I just told you, I just recently got diagnosed with melanoma and went through the whole surgery and all that. And now I've got the fear of it coming back, but I reread parts of my book and I'm like, Gosh, this is helpful. Did I write that? Like, right, no, right, right. I, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like it came from somewhere else. That's awesome. Like it was yeah, yeah. A, a different side of me. I'm like, oh, that was helpful to me. So I read my book and got helped by it. I'm like, oh, I need to take this advice. How, <laughs> how, how long did it take you to write the book? Well, that was well. You know, I had been journaling since 2001, and then okay. I sat sat down and really started kind of forming. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? Like, it was kind of like a lot of just notes and mm -hmm. how do I find a story out of this? And I just started, like, I started seeing themes and then like, I, you know, Tuesdays of Mori is one of my favorite books ever. Yeah. Um, Can you talk about that with, a little bit? Um, the, the guy that wrote that, it's about, album? yeah, it's about him visiting an elderly man, right? Is it his father? Yep. Uh, no, it's a professor that he had in yeah. college. Gotcha. Yeah. So he goes back and he visits this professor that is dying of ALS and together they write like the meaning of life. And so they talk about marriage and love and culture and how we're obsessed with the wrong things. And he talks about love and forgiveness and regret and all these big topics of life. And he breaks it up into different stories, kind That's, of like what I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah but it's, it's a really good book. And um and that one in Paulo Cahalo's, um The Alchemist, that's a mm -hmm. fiction writing, but that book too, I felt like some people say mine's like the nonfiction version of that. And okay. I, and that really was a big compliment to me. Like, I was like, mm. yeah, that's kind of what it is like, I think. I want to have a lot of aphorisms in it. And, yeah. That was a big book, right? The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, yep. was a, that was a big one. Those are the two that I would say. And then the book <laughs> called by Elizabeth Gilbert called Eat, Pray, Love. Those three books I would yeah. say are kind of remind me like they they inspired me when i wrote this okay nice yeah. that's awesome yeah i i i try to write and i just i find it so difficult to write in long form like that you know even if it's just my thoughts for the day i would just say get them down like yeah, yeah. so you asked me when i wrote it i'd say i got serious maybe five years ago and then it's been done and written for two years and it was just sitting there and i had trouble finding a publisher okay and finally um, 
my mom had like a health crisis and I thought she was going to die within three to four weeks. And I was really worried. And it got me really jump starting where I really threw out the letters to publishers. And one finally said, yeah, I'll, she sent me the contract the next day. And I was like, oh, that was fast. Nice. <laughs> That's and then she great. wanted it done before Christmas time. So she made it happen in two to three months. That's so awesome. It was unusual. Do you think so, you'll do but, it again? Would you like to? Uh, oh, yes. I, um, my second book, I'm hoping that like, like by doing these podcasts and having people read my book that at the end I say like contact me and I have a website and a place they can email me and I want to hear other people's stories. I'm hoping that they see like how God or whatever they want to call it works in their life and that they have a story to share. And then I would like to be like, like have like a chicken soup for the soul, other people's stories. Nice. Nice. And then I, I, I've been writing about this whole melanoma thing and I also like just other weird things that I don't want to share yet. But, um, I've got more stories, so I think there'll be maybe a third book. That's awesome. Well, I I have uh, melanoma. I had a huge hunk. Oh, wow. Yeah, right there that they took out. And I'm terrified, too. And I haven't... How long ago was it? Oh, man. That was probably 10 years ago, probably. Well, that gives me hope. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I need to go back to... uh, There's some spots that I'm nervous about, you know. I spent a lot of time in the sun as a kid. Got just crispy fried. Yeah. yeah, and my and my my uh, I'm very white. I'm very very <laughs> I'm milky white, so yeah. my complexion is you know. Did you uh, get checked a lot those first few years? No, I I well yeah I I went back gosh you know a couple of years in a row and they I think it was six month follow ups you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but she said we're good. I was worried, man, because they kept going in because they did the they did the whole like they would go check it on the thing. Each, yeah. They would take a hunk out. You know, and yes, exactly. And they go check on it. And they, the third time they came in, because they had to go back in for the third time, I could feel them get, I could feel them getting into my eye, like it was press, pressing on my eye. Yeah. And then, um, finally, that one worked. Um, but I was talking to her. She was closing me up, and I said, "What would have happened if I had waited any longer?" She goes, "It would have got into your eye. It would have taken your eye." Oh, and it had been there for probably five, at least a visible to me for about five or six years. I started seeing it on pictures. I didn't really notice yeah. it, but yeah, huh. it was just a little dark spot. You yeah, know, right mine was on my shoulder and on my back, so I had two that they found. Damn, how big? Um, not big at all. It oh, was okay. Stage zero to one. But, um, gotcha. But still scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a. It looked like somebody shot me in the head with a bullet. I had a. Oh, like, yours is pretty big, huh? Yeah, and they carterized it before they sewed it up, and I had her take a picture of it for me. Oh yeah, I got, <laughs> I got some pictures on Facebook of it, and people are like you're putting pictures of it. I put pictures <laughs> of the scars and of the melanoma. I'm yeah, like, yeah, This yeah. is your awareness, people. Go get checked. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially if like, you're fair skinned, yes. Because one of them, one of the spots, she wasn't going to remove, and I had the. This is another god thing. I had another feeling. I'm like, take this one too, and she's like, "Well, I don't think that one is anything." I'm like, "I do," and I, I don't know why I knew that. Yeah. Um, because I had, I don't really know the science, but now I do. Sure. Um, she, she found the melanoma, and I found the basal cell. And gotcha. she's like, "I'm so sorry. I, I didn't think that was." I'm like, "Well, great. What else?" Yeah. Is wow. <laughs> As soon as I walked in the door, the girl goes, "You got cancer. You got that's cancer on your face." I'm like, "What?" 
She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, wow. yeah, and she did the biop. They did the, you know, the whole thing, the biopsy, cut a piece yeah. off, sent it in. Go get checked. Maybe you're talking to me right now, so I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a great reminder. This is like a sign. Yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. great. Yeah. So, thank yeah. you for coming on for that. Yeah. Man, if anything. <laughs> Let me know that you're okay later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, cool. Well, so how can people get in touch with you? You got a website and um, all yeah, that. Yeah, my, my website is christinekistoma.com. That's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E and then N-E-K-A-S and then T-H-O-M-A.com. And then I'm also, my book, it's called God's Whispers, Your Anchor Through Life Storms. And that's on Amazon, Kindle, and then a small publisher called Higher Ground Books and Media. Sweet. I'm also, I have a Facebook author page and an Instagram too. They can find okay. me. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, yeah, this has been great. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's been a great talk. Yeah. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I think you're going to reach some people. We have a, yeah, definitely. We, we've been doing this over five years. We've got a lot of episodes and people that listen, you know, so hopefully well, that's great. we can help, you know. Yeah. Sell some books, man. Yeah, dude. I think mean, I might get one from my mom. <laughs> or give me stories, or maybe they have stories for me. Yeah. Next. So I'm, I'm always 100%. open. I'd love people to let me know if, if the, you know. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. Love your stories. Well, definitely. If we get anything that, you know, is in your alley, we'll scoot them that way. All right. Sounds great, guys. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, Christine, we'll let you go. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you yep. so much. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. One of the many reasons why the dentist scares me and (laughs) her story just highlighted that. That was a... wild wild story and a little bit scary if if you're uh, afraid of the dentist like me yeah yeah well you know i've had uh, a lot of issues with my teeth my entire life um just uh you know i had uh my mom had a reaction while she was pregnant with me so while i was in utero something happened so my teeth are not uh, real great they're straight always been straight Never had braces, but uh, I do have um, where they kind of uh, will, uh, you know, I have to get them replaced and worked on a lot. But anyway, I'm not, so I'm not, I'm kind of over that fear of the dentist, you know, especially if they gas you. But that being said, the wisdom teeth is a whole other thing, and there's a reason that they knock you out. Um, But yeah, to basically die in the chair. Uh, and, you know, go down the that, you know, fabled tunnel of light. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And it matches a lot of other stories that we've heard, yep. near-death experiences and things like that. And there's something yeah. to that. There's really yeah. 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 what that is. I don't know. 
I'm sure we'll all find out at some point, but it is interesting that these, these things correlate and, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. And, uh, what I found extremely fascinating with that is how she saw not only people that were in her life that had been in her life that were important to her, uh, who had passed on, but also she saw, I guess, future echoes of people who were going right. to important. That to is her, interesting. You know, like yeah. her, like some of her friends that she hadn't met yet, and her, and her husband, right? Um, you know, who she ended up, uh, you know meeting at the zoo <laughs> that is so weird man i think w- just when you think that you've heard it all yeah. or you know or yeah. that you've you've put yourself in that space where you think that you kind of get a grasp for, for these things you, ha- you hear a story like that and you're like wow well, i mean why not why not why couldn't that happen because there's so many weird things that have happened that you just can't explain yeah and absolutely. you know is it foreshadowing is it you slip into some DMT state, or what is it? You know, where we're, we're, we're getting connected with these things that are so outside of our normal reality. It's like, I just love that. I love exploring that. And uh, she was so ge- kind and generous to come on and share that story with us for yeah. sure. Yeah. And just as usual, just another great conversation as we wandered off topic, as we tend to do, but always fun. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Um, we always in love just kind of letting everything happen organically and just rolling with it and uh, getting in some, you know, sometimes we'll get into some real deep water uh, and then sometimes we'll, you know, uh, just get completely left field. Uh, But hey, it's always fun and it's always fun talking to our guests and making new friends every week uh, and also catching up with old friends uh, as we do sometimes as well and uh, you know hearing their stories and as always we are always always looking for more friends and more guests to come on share your experiences share their stories and uh, you know it can be your family story it could be your story it could be you know a weird job or an interesting adventure or a mystery or you know some just silly funny things that you did uh, when you were young and dumb and, uh, you know, you look back and laugh at now, but at the time it was maybe, you know, scary or serious or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, we're, we're open to any good story. We don't care. We just love talking to you guys and we love hearing your stories and uh, we love being uh, ha- doing this podcast and being part of the community that is uh, with this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming to share those stories and continue to check us out. Come here on your weekly route uh, through the podcast world. Check out what we're doing. We're always doing something fun, interesting, different, I think, than most other folks are doing. And um, and we like to keep it light, and we like to keep it uh, pretty informal. So I think that's uh, part of what we do, and uh, that allows us to have these interesting conversations, and uh, yeah, we would love to have you on, so come check us out, give us a shout, contact us, and come on the show. And, you know, while you're out there on the road doing all your summertime traveling, you can go and you can listen to all of our episodes uh, on your uh, podcast platform, or you, you can go and listen to all of them on uh, what's your weird story.com our, our, our website all of our episodes are up there 
uh, and for free to listen to or to download. So go ahead and take advantage of that, and you can send us an email through there. You can send us an email at wywspod at gmail.com uh, or contact us through our social media or even give us a call uh, at uh, 513-909-9821 on the hotline and uh, leave us a, 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 a hot summertime message or whatever you want to leave us there. <laughs> Whatever you want to A cool say. summertime message. Our cool summertime, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, so yeah. So join us next time. Uh, we'll be back here and same time, same place, uh, most likely where you find us. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be back next week with with Heather Ann and some stories of her mother who had some really fascinating abilities uh, of her own. Really cool stuff. So. Until then, we love you, Weirdsville. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.